Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Drum solo albums, Brazilian samba, and a cutting-edge duo from New York City. It's all here at Music Friday Live. We talk with Kevin Bowers, Blake Morgan, and Yanitas. Stay tuned. This is going to be so much fun today. You're not going to want to miss a second of it. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of the world. It's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts and by MySanFelipeVacation.com. My I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can call in. 347-215-7511, 347-215-7511, or you can email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and especially you can email us if you're listening to us on a podcast, which I know a lot of you are. And I want to welcome our listeners on the cyberstationusa.com network and their radio affiliates, and also those of you who are listening to us on Stitcher or iTunes or in the UK. Yep, we're heard in the UK on Artistic Echoes Network of New York. But right now, we have a little a surprise guest. I think it's my friend Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello. It's Chris and Dale is one of the best singers in Los Angeles. And Chris, I think you have an announcement for us, don't you? I have a few exciting things. Yeah, um, my single, Heartbreak is Contagious, is coming out September 19th, but it's um, available on iTunes right now for pre-order. And if I get lots of people to buy it now, then it counts towards my first day sale. So that'll look good. And then the other exciting things are I'm going to be playing at Mondo NYC Official Showcase. It's a, a festival put on by the CMJ folks at the Delancey on September 16th at 6 p.m. And my song, um, Heartbreak is Contagious, got chosen to be part of the Women Who Rock sampler in Relix Magazine's September issue. So that's going to be on sales like really soon, if not now. So, yeah. Wow, you do have a lot of announcements. Now, um, uh, <laughs> tell us w once more about the live appearance you've got coming up at the Delancey. Where is the Delancey? It's in New York City. Um, I think it's on Delancey Street. Okay, that Avenue. would make sense. It's in New York City, huh? <laughs> So all of my yeah. East Coast listeners uh, should uh, should be there. That is all my New York City listeners. W why don't you uh, remind them once again? Because I know we we do have a lot of people who listen to us on a podcast in New York. Why don't you remind them once again about that live appearance? Yeah, it's um at the Delancey. It's part of the Mondo NYC um, Conference Festival Music Festival, and it's on September sixteenth at six p.m. Okay. And everybody should go to iTunes and download your new music. And, and let me ask you this real quick. Um, mm -hmm. If you get a lot of pre-orders on iTunes, what does that do for you? Does, does iTunes give you a special gold star or a bonus or something? They might, I mean, they might feature me in like a new and notable kind of section. And also it counts towards your first day sales, all the pre-orders. So that right. would possibly make me chart on the iTunes chart. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for calling in. And when you get back and have a live appearance in Los Angeles, let me know because, you know, I always love to see you on stage. Yeah, that, uh, it was really fun to have you at my show last time. Thank you so much for having me on again. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, we're, before we introduce our, our first guests, actually our next guest, I want to tell you about a great vacation getaway. Uh, and this is especially if you're in one of Southern California or, or in Arizona. So why don't you just take a listen uh, to this. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? 
isn't it time you got away? Visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. And I hope to see all of you in San Felipe because if you, when you go to the website and you book your uh, getaway weekend, if you use the discount code M. FL5, you're going to get a 5% discount. So remember, that's MFL5. Okay. Well, our first guests are something of an, an anomaly, both for us and possibly in the music industry. Blake Morgan and uh, Yanita are New York artists and they create unique music in two distinct styles. Part of the anomaly is that one of them, Blake, is the founder and the CEO of the music group that represents the other one, Yanita. And even more interesting, they are on tour together, which is not something I have ever seen a music group CEO do before. But then the ECR music group that Blake founded is not your ordinary music company. Both he and Yanita are not your ordinary musicians. But I think it makes more sense for them to tell you about themselves than for me to. Blake and Yanita, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thanks so much Thanks for, having for having us. Well, before we dive into all the interesting things you bring us to talk about, uh, let me ask you, when you're on tour, are you singing and playing together or separately, but on the same bill? We're doing well, both, I, I think actually. That, <laughs> right. I so think the only, as you do now, the, right? the only way to answer that, the only way to answer that is, is both. Um, it's a co-headlining tour. I do a full show. Uh, Yonata does a full show, but she appears in my show uh, and sings a, a song with me. And then I perform uh, alongside her for her show, um, backing her up on some vocals and on electric guitar. So it's, it's kind of an interwoven two-show night. Does that make sense, Yonata? Yeah, that, that sounds about right. And we, we got a good round of practice of this. Um, we did a tour in Germany earlier this year in February. And uh, it just worked so well that, that we decided to continue on with it. And it's just musically incredibly rewarding. Blake um, is just a wonderful musician. And I just feel like we're, we're both growing all the time as we work together. And um, it's, That's- it's incredibly exciting. That, that's what I love about musicians is, is you get two or three or five or 10 musicians in a room and they cooperate or they jam as it's uh, depending on what, how you want to call it. Um, well, before we go any further, uh, I want to give our audience a, a, a listen to the music that each of you brings. Now, first, I want to play a little bit of easing into sanity from your new album, Yannicka. And then uh, the new album being uh, Didn't You, My Dear. And then I want to play a little of Water, Water Everywhere from Blake's 213 album, Diamonds in the Dark. So here is Easing into Sanity. That was Evening into Sanity by uh, Yanita, and now we're going to play Water, Water Everywhere by Blake. Look up, look out, look overhead, look now, a storm is closing, I'm alone, alive, and by a thread that keeps me barely floating There's water, water everywhere A thousand miles to sink With water, water everywhere I was, uh listening to water water everywhere uh all day yesterday while i was preparing the show which is one of those songs that kind of addicts you i, I really love it oh man but I just, it, 
Thank you. Uh, it, it, it's in the, it's in my um, top playlist now. Uh, the right, contrast between the, your thank you for the music. The contrast is apparent, um, but so are the similarities. You both are able to imbue your music with a sense of urgency. The the style is different, but the emotional mm. response you create are are similar. Uh, is that why you decided that you would fit on a joint tour? I think I think there is something to what you just said. You know, I, I Yonata and I come from different directions musically, but I think in a lot of ways we we always seem to wind up in the same place. Uh, we do have some of the same musical heroes, but I think our connections to music and our purpose um, in being uh, each of us being an artist is is extremely similar. So. You know, we we've worked together a lot in in a variety of ways musically, but the touring together um, thing really didn't uh, really didn't appear before us until this last year. And as Yonata said, we had a real opportunity to try it uh, for this month long tour in Germany earlier this year, and it worked really really well. It was an incredibly successful tour, and I I don't think either she or I would be embarrassed to say it worked even better than we thought it would. So in the end, the okay. evening, when the two of us do these back-to-back -back shows, it really gives the audience a lot of variety, but there is this kind of artistic consistency to it as well, because we're, we're, we're motivated by a lot of the same things. And, and as I listened to the two and albums I, yesterday, absolutely. Go ahead, Yanita. I just wanted to say that last year, um, last summer actually, um, we performed for the first time together um, and we started from, we did a show in Boston. It, like before that, I'd actually been performing mostly with a full band. And, and the first time we did a duo show together uh, of my music, it was just immediately, it just felt magical. You know, it felt like <laughs> we were tapping into something musically that was, that just transcended, you know? And uh, I think we got addicted to that, that feeling of, of, of getting somewhere to like a higher level than we, we had ever gotten um, elsewhere. And uh, I think that's part of what drives us to, to keep working together because it, it, it just feels like it's going somewhere. It's true. That, you know, the reason I'm laughing is because I, I just re recall after that show that we did in Boston, um, it was really sort of a last minute thing that the two of us were going to do this duo thing, as she's saying. And after the show, we went back to the hotel and we went down to the hotel bar and we really just sort of sat there and looked at each other and we're like, whoa, what was that? Like, <laughs> like we actually sort of freaked ourselves out by, OK, I didn't expect that to work at, uh, that way. Did you know? What is this? Whoa. Oh, my God. We really got to <laughs> do something with this. So I'm just laughing because I'm recalling we were we were really <laughs> freaked out how great it was. And, and we realized sort of like, look, this could really be a thing. We could take this on the road. We could make this into a big thing. So it's true. That was really only a year ago. Yeah. And you it took was, it on the it, road. It here it is. That's right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yanita, the, um, the big guitar notes in that song, and I don't know if that's you playing or if that's Blake playing, but those big round guitar uh, notes, when you combine them with the background vocals and your voice, it creates a kind of a feeling of inner space of being inside your mind. Is, is that mm. how you feel about e easing into sanity? Is that what it is? Wow. Those big guitar notes? Well, that's, that's, that's beautifully said. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, well, the truth is um, we did this album in collaboration together with Blake. There's only four musicians on the whole album. And um, I think the, the big guitar chords that you're talking about, those were played by Blake. But, but we, did, um, we did all the guitars in, in, like, together. And, uh, and that's the synergy that we're talking about, um, that we're also experiencing when we're performing live. And, and um, yeah, it just, it's amazing sometimes to, to feel how, how big of a sound you can create with two electric guitars, which is what we're doing mm -hmm. on this tour. It definitely and, uh, works. I, That's I right. feel like we're, 
really able to create the sound that you're hearing on the album just with two electric guitars. Just the, the essence of the album is really expressed in what we're doing on this tour. Well, it works. Uh, Blake, um, since I have you here, and this is an unusual um, opportunity, I wanted to, to switch over a little bit and talk a little about ECR, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, yeah. You started it a, a, a decade ago after some misadventures in the music industry. It has some rather unusual policies, um, one of which <laughs> really struck me is the artists own their own masters. Can you tell our audience why that's important and why you do it? Uh, sure. Um, I had a right at the beginning of my career, I got an enormous uh, record deal with music legend Phil Ramone. Um, he had started a label called N2K, uh, and I really got the record deal of my dreams. And although Phil and I remained dear friends until the end of his life, um, the record label experience that he was trying to build was a, was a really terrible one for me. And it was one that I had to fight my way out of. And in the end, it's actually one that Phil had to fight his way out of, truly. Um, on the heels of that experience, I really had to figure out, well, you know, I've already sort of won the lottery. How am I going to now build a career? And I was producing records for a lot of different bands, um, sort of being a singer-songwriter on the one hand and also a, a record producer on the other. And I just sort of had this epiphany, which is, what if I stopped asking permission from other companies to make the music I want to make? What if I simply made the music I want to make and built my own company? And that's what I did. Um, and with an artist at the helm of that company, naming, uh, meaning me, <laughs> um, the most important thing to me is that nobody would ever go through what I had gone through with my major label experience. So what, what, what ECR Music Group, uh, what their mission uh, was instantly, what our mission was instantly, was to empower artists so that they would own their own recordings and they would own their own songs, they would own their own publishing. And that ECR would do, in my opinion, the only thing that a label really can and should do for artists, which is labels are supposed to help win an audience for the art that those artists make. The only purpose that a label can really offer any artist um, or demonstrate in this world is to invest time and energy and money into artists that that label believes in and help those artists resonate with an audience that's out there for the music that collectively as a team we all believe in. So for example with Yanata, I met Yanata at a major event in New York City and she, I had not been aware of her music. She gave me some of her music and I listened to it and I freaked out. And I said, this is an artist we need to have on our roster. This is an artist we can help and we can, uh, whose career we can build and, and, and we can win an audience for her. So, um, and we have. Um, the, the fun part for me is that uh, I'm also an artist on the label. I play by all the same rules um, on the label that all the other artists play by. And I think that that's really healthy. It also demonstrates to artists like Yonata, David Cloyd, Melissa Geigas, so many other artists that are on our label. It demonstrates to them that I'm walking the walk and that when I say that we're here to build artists' careers and that artists will own their own music, I'm living by the same rules that they are. So it's a model that's been actually incredibly successful, and it's one morally and artistically that I'm very proud of. Well, I, I can... Uh vouch for, for, for that i've seen uh, that you also helped launch or launch the respect music movement and we don't have time to get into it now i would really like to but i want to uh, recommend to all of our listeners that they that they look up uh, respect music online and uh, find out about that and and support it uh and Giannis, uh, I, I from what you've been saying i uh i understand i get the impression that uh this model has been really good for your career too. Is that right? That is right. Um, I also had my own major label experience. I actually had a number of them in my career. And um, I have to say, this is my best record label experience ever <laughs> that I've had okay. because I feel All like right. I'm being listened to as the artist that I am. I'm not being pushed into some sort of mold. I'm really being given the, the freedom and the tools 
to to be the artist that I want to be. And that's not an experience that a major label can offer, um, unfortunately, from my own experience. Um, there's a lot of money, of course, involved with a major label. And um, I had that experience, too. There was a lot of money put into my put into my uh, album, into making my album, but but at the same time, uh, that album that I'm talking about, I was signed to Sony back in the day, and, and uh, that yeah. never never came out, even though so much money was put, being put into all the the making I, of it, the studios, and the whole thing. You and, have no uh, idea how, I many, just, how many stories I, I hear like that on, on the air. Um, yeah, I want to get back to, to some mean, music, but... Just, uh, Go ahead. No, it's it's just it's not about the money. It's about being able to make the art that you can make. I and uh, I think the art will transcend in the end if it's if it's something that touches and moves people. However much money you put into a project, that won't that won't change the fact that the art is missing if if it is. Well, I should uh, uh, let you guys know, if you don't know it already, uh, this October, Digital Hollywood, the uh, conference is putting on a day-long session uh, called Music 2020, The Future of Music. It's being produced by the UCLA Center for Music Innovation. And you two might check it out. I think you would have something to contribute uh, to that. And if you want more information about when I see it tomorrow night, I can tell you all about it. We're talking with Blake Morgan and Yanita about their music, their the the ECR music group, their tour, and maybe the future of music. Who knows? You can talk with them too. You can call in 347-215-7511. I give you the email address, but apparently you already know it because I'm getting emails here. So very quickly, well, it's it's uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Very quickly, let me uh, uh, shoot a couple of emails to you, read a couple of emails, and then we want to play some more music. Um, Cecily here in Los Angeles wants to know if Blake ever tours with other artists. Yeah, I, I have many, many times. Um, uh, and it's actually one of the reasons I'm enjoying this tour, because this is so different. I've, I've toured with my own full band. I've toured solo. I've t- toured as a trio. Um, but this is a really, this is a, a, a truly unique experience because I'm doing both. I'm performing solo in my set and then performing with Yanata right after that for the second half of the evening as a duo. Right. And the way, you know, the way that you were describing that our, uh, the, the, the musicality sort of combines to, to create this big sound, it's, it's just really exciting musically to be able to do this at this time. <laughs> well, let me just tell Cecily and everybody who's listening here in Southern California that you can actually see them do this tomorrow night in Hollywood at the Hotel Cafe. So uh, you'll, you don't have to take our word for it. You can experience it yourself. <laughs> right now, we want to experience a little bit uh, more of this music. This is Traces on Your Face. On Your, on your Face. Traces Upon Your Face by uh, Yanita. And Yanita, the video for that song is kind of unusual. It feels kind of like the Blair Witch Project directed by Tim Burton. Um, did, did, you supervise, <laughs> <laughs> did you supervise the video or develop the concept? Um, I developed it together with a friend of mine who I've known ever since I was a kid, actually. He's a wonderful director, and uh, we made the video in Barcelona. I traveled all the way over there. And I was part of the, it's actually a um, puppet animation video. Um, you can check it out online. Um, I'm really pleased with how it came out. And uh, 
and yeah i mean the whole concept of the video is based on the music and the and the story in the song and and we certainly came up with the concept together with charlie harrowin who is the director of the video i'm very proud of it well it works very well and i tell our audience that they should go to your page online and take a look at that video because it really does look like Tim Burton directed uh, the Blair Witch Project, and it fits the music perfectly. <laughs> now, you have said, uh, Yanita, that um, didn't your your album? Um, mm -hmm. It fulfills a promise that uh, you made yourself about an album arriving joyfully in a brave new world, and shows off the rawness of your live performances. Now, when you play songs from the album on stage, do, do the traces of the recorded music in your head affect your live performance at all, or do have they kind of co-evolved together? Um, I do that. I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> all right. Um, when when you when you deliver when you sing on stage the same songs that you've mm -hmm. recorded. Uh, do you act? Are you able to? Um, I should say in the recording, are you able to really duplicate the rawness of your stage performances? And when you're on stage, has recording it affected the way you deliver it on stage? I feel like it's very much the same animal. You know, I feel like what is recorded is is very much my vision, and I feel like. Just with the two electric guitars, we're really able to create the essence of what's on the record. Um, I, I think I think it's amazing because there's a lot of instrumentation on the record, but but I feel like we've really come up with the arrangements that that complement the most important parts of what's in the music on the record, and uh, it's, I think it's very consistent. Okay, well, I've only heard the record, so I'm going to have a chance to, to hear the live performance uh, tomorrow night, and uh, I'm yeah, sure it is. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, being, being a, a, a music critic, frequently I do let people know what I think, all right? Um, now, a lot of your songs are self-confessional, um, which is, you know, the norm these days for singer-songwriters, but you seem to be able to reveal as much in the arrangement of the music as in the lyrics it's kind of very interesting the way you go about it especially in a song like uh, beautiful you are the musical arrangements are to me at least as important as the words when it comes to delivering mm. your emotional payload well it, do, do you is that conscious or does it just come out that way well thank you that's that's really nicely said um i think what was different about this making of this album for me was was because I made it with Blake, and this was the first album that I ever made with Blake, um, there was a feeling of discovery that was happening, which I've never experienced before uh, in making albums. Um, I felt like the way we went about the process of, of making the arrangements, it felt like we were finding the right answers, not just an answer in terms of, of the production choices and, and the and the riffs and all of that, it's, it, it just felt like it was already there. I mean, I wrote the songs, I wrote the arrangements myself with a, um, an acoustic guitar. There was a lot of it already in there. It was already in place, but I felt like Blake really helped me find the right answers. And I think that's what you're talking about when you say that the lyrics are as important as, as a musical element. Like they all complement each other. They're all coming from the same place, if you know what I mean. Well, that's what, that's what I do know, and I want to let our, uh, now that we've talked about it, let's let our audience uh, hear a little bit of it. This is uh, beautiful. There's no need for your illusions. Stop going down that track. You can't move forward, you can't go back.
that that's that to me that's so obvious as to as to how you deliver the emotional payload with uh arrangement as well as with uh lyrics well unfortunately the payload i'm getting uh is uh we're out of time right um, okay so i wanted to uh, remind everybody that that you are on tour and that you will be at the hotel cafe in hollywood tomorrow night you're then you're going up north to one of my favorite places the the uh, hotel utah in san francisco sunday night and then you're going to cut over to the delta to uh, tooch tavern in crockett you're going to uh, are you driving all of this you in a car Yes, sir. Yeah. Of course we are. Okay. <laughs> you're going to see some really pretty parts of San Francisco and then you're going uh, of California and then you're going on to Oregon and Washington back to New York. So um, all of our listeners at, at, in Ashland and we are heard in Ashland, you're going to be at the public house on Wednesday. So that's quite a tour. You're going to see some great scenery. Thank you so much for taking the time off of the tour to talk with us today. Thank you. It, was, it was lovely Thank talking to you. Thank you. And, and in a, in a world of, uh, of not such smart questions, it's really refreshing to do an interview like this that is nuanced and about music and art. And, uh, <laughs> it's been a real pleasure well, to do your show. Well, uh, thank you. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to having a drink with you tomorrow night. We've got to take a, a quick break right now. And, uh, while our broadcast partner world arts tells you how you can link up with your favorite bands and see them in person. Here it is. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. We are back. It's Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. And of course, we always like to hear from you. 347-215-7511. Email us. A lot of you have been emailing us. Uh, if you're listening to us on a podcast, send us an email and we'll forward it on to the listeners. And the email, of course, is musicfridaylive at uh, gmail.com. Musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And we just told you about World Arts. World Arts is our broadcast partner, but let me just add something to that. Um, World Arts is part of the revolution that's going on in music. Now, we just talked with, with our, our guest who created his own music company because he didn't like the way musicians are treated. Um, and I agree with him. World Arts is trying is one of the is trying to do, do something about that. I want to remind all the musicians and the fans out there uh, that World Arts is a global music platform. It connects artists with fans and brands and industry pros. It offers bands live performances. It's got a great venue here in Culver City, California. It offers them video shoots, recording sessions, master songwriting classes, all, you know, really affordable too. Fans can get to see uh, their their music uh, idols up close in intimate shows. They can meet their favorite artists. So if you're a band or you're a fan or you're a member of the music industry, you should be part of World Arts. And the way you do that is you sign up at www.worldarts.com. It's free. You're going to find us there, and we would love to see you there because World Arts is, well, there's a reason why there are broadcast partners. Well, if you play Kevin Bauer's new album, Nova, in good headphones and you close your eyes, Ginger Rogers just might tap you on the shoulder and ask you to dance while Fred Astaire winks at you from across the room and says, yeah, go ahead. Even if you don't find yourself twirling with Ginger, your ears will dance to Bauer's music as he's a gender hopping composer, producer, and multi-instrumentalist. And he blends his drumming and his guitar playing into irresistible dance tunes. Based in St. Louis, Bauer's talent goes far beyond his astonishing drumming, which has been featured in three solo albums, as well as in music with his punk band, The Feed. And in his new album, Nova, he blends acid rock, psychedelic rock, 
Brazilian samba and melodic love songs into musical tapestries that flow and swing and just really make you happy. Suffice to say, there's nobody in music quite like Kevin Bowers, and we are delighted that he is here with us today. Kevin, welcome back to Hello. Music Friday Live. Hello, it's so Thank good to have you back on the air. Me. Now we have a full interview with you. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this. Thank you for having me. Well, this album is not only a departure from your earlier albums that showcased your vocals and, and your musical chops, but it also showcases the music of, of other people, many, many other people, as a matter of fact. I count <laughs> 17 people on this album. How the heck did you manage 17 people to produce an album? Oh, well, I I had everything written ahead of time, all the music, all the lyrics, everything charted out. And I had played with all of these musicians that are on the album and several bands. And so I was already comfortable with all of them. And I had them come to the studio and they trusted me as far as being the producer, the arranger and showing them, directing the the music. And they played everything beautifully, like I knew they would. And I very lucky to uh, to be playing music with all of these musicians who not only are some of the top musicians in St. Louis but I consider them like a family to me so it's it was uh, exhilarating and it was just a wonderful experience well let's let's let our audience hear that a little bit of that wonderful experience this is uh, two vagabond lovers Vagabond, sweet vagabond, let's take a stroll. Beat the Spanish room, put your hand in mine. Cause these days are ours together. City to sea, to the countryside. You lead the way, but I don't have a map. Then let's get lost. Cause these days are ours together. Maybe we'll call this place our home someday. Two vagabond lovers, that's who we are. You know, listening to that, I feel like I've, I've, I've lost 10 pounds and I'm 50 degrees happier. Um, I started... <laughs> that, that's Ben Reese on the flute right there. Yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. Well, I started with that song, um, partially because it's the first song in the album and partially because it's addictive. But also I wanted to ask <laughs> you, who are the singers there? That's Paige Brubeck and Michael Aguirre. Paige sings with a group called Sleepy Kitty who are fantastic and michael aguirre plays in a group called big mike and the blue city all-stars who i also play with as well around st louis okay um now the story of that album says it's a sketch done in spain of two lovers meeting in the mediterranean but the music mm -hmm. is brazilian why brazilian music for a spanish story they're not even the same language. <laughs> well, I, I was I was inspired to write this album while I was traveling in Spain, and the concept of creating a soundtrack for my surroundings at the time I was in Spain was only the first draft. So as I started putting this musical puzzle together, Brazilian rhythms seemed to be an, an instinctive choice to help support the melodies and essence of the songs. So the sights and smells of Spain and the Mediterranean Sea were always on my mind during the creative process. Have you gotten any flack from the Spanish uh, consulate about that? <laughs> no, I, I haven't. Uh, okay. I, I haven't seen well, we any, tell any them, unusual, uh, unknown phone calls or anything like that. So, but it was it was <laughs> okay. all in, it was all in good fun, and uh, <laughs> I love Spanish all music. Right. Flamenco music really inspired me while I was in Spain, and uh, yeah, I think it. I think it's it's just all. The, like I said before, the Brazilian rhythms were uh, something that I felt comfortable with, but I had never explored before in any other music or projects that I've been involved in. So, well, well obviously the exploration uh, paid off, uh, uh, paid off very well. Um, 
I want to play uh, uh, another, uh, a, a different, I want to move here to ground, ground motion, which is, uh, shows how remarkable easily you can shift from the smooth honey of vagabond lovers to <laughs> this piece of nuclear power here. course my first question is um how do you keep that up um combining brazilian <laughs> and african drumming seems seems natural i mean they come from the same place but i've always wondered about the coordination that goes on in a song like that between the kit drummer and the hand drummers in the same song now at the beginning of that song you you and the bongo do kind of a call and i, th I think that's a bongo you do a call and response sure. thing but in other places in the song, you and the hand drummer, the bongos, weave kind of in and out of each other. Does that take a lot of practice? Do you, do you write it out? I, so, so that's I'm playing all the percussion parts on all, oh all these songs, really, on the album. So, so it's my the uh, Jason McIntyre who recorded the album. I, I told him just just be patient, and if you need any aspirin, that's available because you're going to hear a lot of <laughs> takes, of, you know, ten or fifteen takes of snare drums, and then of, of bongos and congas and repaniques and tambourines and chacayos, Brazilian shakers, etc. So, so everything. This was the first time that I, I actually did chart out all of the drum parts, which is something again that was very different for me, being in other projects where I would I would come up with the drum parts by just rehearsing with the band and uh, playing the songs over and over until something something fit with the tune but this time it was it was all it was all planned out and I, I think what I was really aiming for was something primitive something full of color something uh, you know and vigor for the body and soul because I really wanted people to move make them feel more alive and I've always been a fan of, you know, as far as the, the chant song of Fela Kuti, you know, who's the pioneer yeah. of the Afrobeat music sure. genre, or even I can tip my head off to Serge Gainsbourg, his tune, New York, USA, where it's just vocals and drums. So a lot of those things, I think all just growing up listening to that music and it just came out and I wanted to explore that world. Well, when you do it, when you do it live, um, mm -hmm. you can't do both the kit drum and the hand drum or can you? No, I, I, I can't be a musical octopus. No, I, I basically, <laughs> I'm up there. Uh, and I have also uh, Adam Hookie, who is on the album, and he plays the piccolo trumpet and the trumpet and uh, French horn. But he also took the role of playing the surdo drum, and which is uh, a big, it's akin to like a bass drum, basically, visually, if you don't know what it is. And it's a Brazilian drum. So he was playing, he was playing the, the backbone. And then Tony Barbata, who is not on the album, but I had him come on board for the live shows. He's playing the snare parts. And so the three of us are, are playing, <laughs> playing all the drum pieces together. And we, uh, we had to omit maybe a couple of, of the drum pieces, maybe that are in, or the drum sections that are in the tune, but I uh -huh. think we pulled it off live successfully. So I'm really happy about wow. it. Uh, well, when you do a, a, a tour out here, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. We're talking with uh, Kim Bowers about his new album, Nova, and you can talk with him too. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us, and we got a couple emails already, frankly. Uh, you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, before we go any further, um, we should tell people where they can get this album and all of, uh, all of your music. Well, where do you want them to go to get the album? Well, you can go to kevinbowersmusic.com, and then there's links that will take you to iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Bandcamp, CD Baby, 
and that's where you can listen to and or purchase the music. All the usual places. Okay, good. Oh, now, yeah, I know absolutely. that. Absolutely. Now, I, I know that that <laughs> you kind of started music when you were four years old, and by the age of six, you were playing drums in your brother's band. Uh, but then later yeah. on, you, you went to the uh, Musicians Institute in Hollywood. Did that move your career along? Did that change your, your music at all? It, it did. I became more disciplined. I developed better posture. I became a better reader. And I also, I think my library expanded in the world music, whether it was Brazilian or French or Italian or African. And I had listened to that music prior to my studies and at MI. But that's when it, I, I knew I, there was something, there was something else other than just rock and roll out there. And I've always been, I've always been, uh, intrigued and, and, and into uh, exploring the, the unknown and different worlds. And that I, I think being out there alone, away from friends and family, and it wasn't really a college dorm atmosphere either. You know, I was probably the only person also, uh, mind you, rollerblading in Hollywood. And I think I got some strange looks actually. Uh, Not I guess rollerblading is. I guess, <laughs> a lot of I guess rollerblading <laughs> at the time wasn't wasn't a big thing, and you know traffic there starts at three o'clock, and that was all that was all new to me. But anyway, right. uh, yes, it, to answer your your question, it it definitely made me a better drummer and a more disciplined. And I treat ever since then, I I feel like I treat every rehearsal and every performance like. Um, going on stage with Tony Bennett or Paul McCartney, you know, I, I never wow. uh, think any less of, of, of any show or anything like that. And I want to be over-prepared for the rehearsals. So that way live, I can sort of let that go and just, uh, you know, let the, let the music uh, yeah. take control as uh, Miami Sound Machine once said. <laughs> as we said earlier, relating to that, as we said earlier, you created this, this album, in a way that put other voices out in front and a lot of other voices. Uh, so it's not a showcase for your playing, but in a way it's kind of a showcase for your talent as a producer and an arranger. Did you, is, is that intentional? Did, is that what you wanted for this album to show off, to not show off, but to showcase your, your talent as a producer and arranger? Yes. Well, definitely not, not to show off, of course, but the, the Latin meaning of for Nova is new. And so this was the first time that I have explored writing and recording an entire world music album, but also, like you said, arranging and producing for others to sing these songs because I, on the previous two albums, I was the singer. And so I, I, there was something, I was very attracted to sort of that idea of being a, the Henry Mancini or Quincy Jones role where you write the music, but then you bring in the singers. And I also, when I started writing Two Vagabond Lovers, I, I heard Paige Brubeck immediately. I just, cause I've heard her sing many times and I heard Michael Aguirre sing and uh, before as well. So I knew that they would be perfect for that song. And then of course, for wrong side of the tracks, which is sung by Ermini Cannon and Jimmy Griffin. I knew that they would be perfect because um, compared to the mellifluous sounds of, of uh, Michael and Paige, they had more of an edgier sound and that's what I want for those two. So Yes, I really wanted to delve into the producer and arranger role. Well, it, it worked. We got some emails here I, I want to get to. Um, Leticia in San Francisco. Oh, and Leticia, I, I assume you're going to be, you're, <clears throat> you must be a, a drummer. Because Leticia wants to know, what is harder for you to play? Samba, cumbia, or rock and roll? Samba. I would say uh, cumbia, I, I, to be honest with you, not too familiar with, with playing uh, that live or exploring that on an album. But I would say samba just because it, uh, rock and roll is what I grew up on. So I grew up on the Beatles. I grew up on all American music, soul music. And uh, so, yes, I feel more comfortable with rock and roll. But I, that's what I, I love the challenge. I feel like if you are doing something that is out of your comfort zone, you're on the right track. Okay. Um, Thanks for the email. Maxine, I really appreciate it. Maxine in Tampa wants to know uh, what's in your drum kit. What, what's in my what? What What's in your drum kit? I guess she means when you set up, what 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 do you have up there? 
Oh, uh, it's a it's a four piece drum set. It's uh, Slingerland. It's it's a Slingerland Blue Sparkle. It's 1958, 59, and uh, I have a Repinique, which is a Brazilian drum set up for one of the toms. So I guess it's a five piece, and just a crash cymbal and a ride cymbal and a splash cymbal. Um, all those other percussion instruments that you hear when we bring those to uh, the live shows. That's uh, we'll bring a sturdo drum and congas as well, and and like I aforementioned, the Tony and Adam both play all the percussion stuff during the live show. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna listen to more of that. This is alongside of the tracks. Perfect. That that's a, a piece of music I just can, cannot get enough of. Is that you playing the guitar there? No, that's Jimmy Griffin. He is he is an extraordinary not only player but uh, a human being. One of my one of my best friends, and uh, he is the man in St. Louis. <laughs> he is right. just a phenomenal player. Yeah. Well, the whole thing just hangs together so well. Um, I've got a, a a bunch of more emails here. I think from people who play the drums, but but one I just I, I couldn't pass up. Um, Fly in Seattle wants to know how many drumsticks do you go through in a session? And by session, I guess he means and recording session. I I think this session I just used uh, I used uh, one pair really, and I luckily they didn't break or anything. So as far as recording the album and same with uh, live shows, sometimes I, I will. I, I might go through a, go through a couple of sticks or whatever, but um, you know, it's, it's, I'm not uh, playing, uh, it's not Sepultura or anything like that, you know, or I'm playing, okay. uh, I'm playing with intensity, but I, I, I think uh, luckily I just haven't, I haven't broken, uh, okay. broken any, right. well, fly, uh, broken stop, a lot breaking, of sticks stop breaking your drumsticks. All right. And um, <laughs> Abel in New York, City said that Patrick mentioned that you recorded solo drum albums. Have have other drummers recorded solo albums, or are you the first? You mean in St. Louis? Have other people uh, recorded solo drum albums? With other it persons? doesn't say. Just ask if there other oh, people ever recorded. Because of course I, I think, there's, there's yeah. Of course there's solo drum albums that that exist. Yeah. You know, I mean sure. Max Roach, Elvin Jones. Um, mm -hmm. but as far as St. Louis, I, 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 I think that, you know, I'm sure that there are, uh, some, some drummers that have maybe put out some, some solo albums, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm not, okay. not too sure though, you know, about all St. Right. Louis. Well, of, of all the, the instruments you play and you, you play drums, guitar and saxophone that I know of, um, and you also play the mixing board. Not, not saxophone, just, just, uh, oh, you don't play the on, on this, it was just, yeah, that, that's Ben Reese on on the saxophone. Okay, well, you do you do play the sax though, don't you? The, the saxophone? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I, you I, don't. I, okay. I don't play the saxophone. I think I tried okay. once actually. I don't think it was a pretty sight. <laughs> I don't think I could really. I don't. I don't think I could really. Uh, I I have so much respect for uh, for people who play wind instruments. So um, oh, okay. maybe I'll give it another shot down the road. So. Uh, I agree with you on on that too. Well, I want to. Uh, we're running tight on time, so uh, I want to play another cut here that really shows that you sound like you were born with drumsticks in your hands. This is Forward Rhythm Agenda.
that just sounds like you're having a lot of fun or you're getting out a lot of aggression or both. Right. <laughs> uh, it, it is a lot of fun. It's, it's, um, I, I I, I guess naturally you are maybe getting out some other emotions, but my my intentions weren't uh, to get out any negativity or anything like that. No, that's a uh, that's, so that's it's a, a batucada rhythm, which is an African influenced Brazilian mm-hmm. percussive style, and mm-hmm. we are a fast samba, and it's characterized by its repetitive style. So in, when you hear that type of rhythm, you'll hear the repanique drum, the surdo, the tambourine, the chacayos. And again, that's that's me just playing uh, layers of of uh, of different drums over and over until it sounded like there were more than fifteen people playing in the streets. We we have uh, lots uh, some more emails here. Uh, Bubble in Dallas wants to know how many different kinds of drums do you have? Uh, well, you know what? I mean, I, I I've had the same. Uh, I, I had a Pearl X4 drum set that I owned since I was in fifth grade, and I used and I used that same drum set all the way up until a couple of years ago. And uh, you know, when I when I like something, I just I stick with it. And then uh, I was hearing just different sounds, so that's when I purchased a Slingerland drum set. And in addition to the the drum sets, it really just auxiliary percussions. You know, whether it be Brazilian drums or latin drums anything like that so i don't have a whole do warehouse a, or anything like that do, do you have a, a collection of of african and latin drums it, well it, it, it you know with the with the brazilian drums yes you know the the repanique drum the tambourine drum you know brazilian shakers the chicayos and uh and then and then congas as well okay all right well, we are out of time, unfortunately, so we can't go through the whole list of drums. I'd love to because most people don't realize how many different kinds of drums there are. Um, I wanted to play a little bit of uh, uh, Lady Day Fortune. I think we'll close the show with it. But uh, in the few seconds we have left, uh, first of all, thank you for being with us. This has been a lot of fun. I'd love to talk with you. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to this all week. Thank you, Patrick. And uh, tell folks once again where they can get your music. You can go to the website, which is kevinbowersmusic.com. And from there, there will be links where you can purchase and or listen to the album at places like iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Bandcamp, and CD Baby. And when you uh, uh, assume that um, it'll be announced on your website? Yes. Yeah. Any news or upcoming shows, which will be coming soon as far as announcements that will be on the website. So you can just check back there and, uh, yeah, hopefully I need okay. to sound, I need to get out to the West coast That's where you are, right? You're in, hope, cause you're in here in LA. I'm in LA. So come on out here. I'm yeah. sure you'll, you'll get a crowd. Oh, Thank you so you. much for, for being with us. That's uh, Kevin Bowers. The album is Nova. You can get it at his website or on iTunes, Amazon, Bandcamp, CD Baby, or you can even stream it on Spotify. Well, you've been listening once again to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates and the Artist Echoes Network in London. Like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feed, and you'll get real-time updates on our guest, our producer, Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleman, and our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at, at uh, blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday, or you can get it on iTunes. Be here next Friday. Our guest Juana. And Joanna Walfish, who decided to do her gig tour on a bicycle. This is going to be a lot of fun, this conversation. Check out our Twitter stream, our Facebook page, and we'll update you on our guests. That's it for now. Have a great musical weekend. Bye.